What's happening, world? It's Kira and Ben back again. This week, we did a super episode last week, and this week we are going to be doing a much shorter film. <laughs> we are covering the 2001 Petite Maman by Celine Sakama. It is an incredible film. This was my first time watching it for the podcast. It has been on my radar because I was a fan of her first film, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And I'm very excited to talk about her, to talk about this movie. Ben, tell me about your history with it. So these all come in from our followers and they give us this great uh, movies to watch. They say, you know, you would really enjoy these movies. So I made the list and you were like, oh, I know this one. I want to watch this one. So I went off your 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 say and uh, I was very pleased. Very pleased. Um, I will say this movie is very accessible. It clocks in at an hour and 12 minutes. So it is wildly short. But I think if the movie was any longer, um, I don't know how good it would be. I feel like it really everything that needed to be done was very it was very encapsulating. It was a good, complete, concise story. And I was overall very happy with it. Um, ben, what are your thoughts? Yeah, and it makes you really think about your relationship with your parents and what you truly know about them. Like, you know, their history, you know, them being children. What did they like to do? What what emotions did they have? You know, what feelings did they have growing up? Like, you know, and it made me like sit back and go, hey, I really didn't know crap about my parents. I just knew that they were good workers. They loved me, but I didn't know the in-depth detail of their lives. And I totally agree with that. And that's why I love um, how this story is told. I think when we are children, we don't know anything about our parents. And as we grow up, I think we start to they start to unfold themselves to us. But I, I love it. So I'm going to kind of briefly talk about what the movie is and then we'll get um, more into it. So the story follows um, a small girl, Nellie. She is eight years old and her maternal grandmother um, has just passed away and they were very close. And then so now they're cleaning out the grandmother's house and her mom, Marion's childhood home. And obviously, uh, Marion is struggling with the death of her mother. And she leaves abruptly in the night without saying goodbye to Nellie. And so then Nellie goes out to play in the woods and she finds her mo- mom's old hut. And while she's there, she comes across a young girl. And the young girl has the same name as her mother. And as they walk through the woods during a rainstorm, back to this mystery young girl's house it is actually the house that her her it is her grandmother's house and this is her mother um when she is eight years old and in this home her grandma is still alive um in her young age and i think it's really sweet because i think there's a lot of really tender moments between the two and of course when nelly figures out that it is her mother there is that panic she flees she runs away but she cannot stay away and she keeps going back and i think there's a moment at the end when um Marion as the eight-year-old drives away and Nellie goes back to her house and when she's back um, Marion who is now her mother's age and the mother that she knows is there and they share this really sweet moment together and I think so I think they both were experiencing it I don't think it was a one-sided kind of hallucination on Nellie's side I think this is a little bit more surreal where both people did experience what we saw and it was really touching so I think um, there were two conversations that stood out um, the biggest to me one is um, when they're having the sleepover and they're talking about how um, she was like, oh, I don't know if you wanted me. That scene um, was devastating because it it turns out that Marion had all these dreams of being an actress and wanting to do all this, things that Nellie never knew about. And she could not because she got pregnant at a very young age. But even as a child, Marion is like, no, I'm dreaming about you. I want you. 
Um, you've never stopped anything in my life. And I think that was so beautiful and so powerful. And then the second one, um, the second conversation is kind of and a continuation of that when they're saying goodbye. Um, and both of those mo- uh, moments really resonated and stuck with me. Ben, what do you think? Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, there was a lot of parts in the movie where you could see, like, the bond between the mother and the daughter is so strong. Even as a, as a child, she's like, you know, I've always wanted you. And, you know, it's like reassuring the daughter. Because the daughter is kind of messed up when um, the mother leaves. And oh, yeah. She, so she's kind of confused. She's like, you know, uh, is she, does she leave because she doesn't want to be with me? Or, you know, and then she's second guessing things. And um, at the end, when she says the mother's name, and the mother says her name back, you could tell, like, it wasn't a one-sided situation. Like, they both experienced that bond through time yes and I thought I thought that moment was so sweet and I and I thought it was really important because it showed that like they're going to and I believe in my heart that they're going to move forward and have this very special relationship now because they understand each other both on a different level I think too as parents not I'm not a parent so this is just all speculation on my point but I think once you become a parent you still try to preserve your child's innocence and you try to protect them from a lot of things in the world. And I think when you, when like, when I'm speaking like this, like when the mom regresses back down to being a child, they're viewing everything kind of the same. And like, they're both being silly together. Like we see at the dinner table scene when the soup is gross. So they keep like spitting it back in. And a moment that really touched me when they're celebrating um, Marion's birthday is that she asks them to sing the birthday song twice because she doesn't want that moment to end. And I thought that was really beautiful because she knows like she has to go get this operation so she doesn't die, so she doesn't have the same um, illness as her mom does. And it is an unexplained illness, but we do see the mom walking with a stick. And so I, I don't know what it could be. Ben, what were your thoughts? Uh, I had no idea what she had. Some kind of maybe a uh, bone. Yeah, some uh, like bone problems or something. Some kind of uh, situation where she her bones were fragile or... I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not a doctor, nor do I pretend to be. <laughs> uh, but it was kind of moving that, you know, you, you find out this happened right before her birthday. Yeah. So, and then it was going to be her birthday in the present, and that's when she disappeared. So, like, I felt like maybe it was a birthday wish. Yeah, that she could go back to her mom. Yeah, or, you know, like, to experience this time uh, together with her daughter. And, uh, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. They don't really get into that part of the aspect of the movie. But it is a very heart-wrenching movie if you watch it because like it shows the bond of the daughter with the mother from the grandmother to the mother to the mother to the child and even with the father because the father's left you know to pick finish pick up the house and you kind of get this weird feeling at least i got this weird feeling that there was a fear of, of like a divorce or something so you felt like maybe she she was leaving the husband and i was like oh what's going on because she asked him she's like do you remember my fort and he's like no i don't remember your fort and she kind of like gives him this look like like I wasn't important enough for you to remember these things. And then so, the daughter says it later, too. She goes, well, isn't that you don't remember? Or is it that you don't listen? Yeah. So and then you kind of find out that he just doesn't listen. It's, he's not a bad guy. He just he just doesn't listen. He gets caught up in his own little things. And part with the daughter, she's saying something to him and he doesn't listen to her. And Like you could tell that she understands now that he's not a bad person and the relationship isn't doomed. It's just that he's not focused on everything. 
Exactly. And I think, too, though, we see a moment where he opens up when she goes like, I really don't know anything about you or mom. Like, what are you afraid of? Like, what were you afraid of growing up? I know what your favorite food was and if you liked this, but I don't know anything. Like, what were you afraid of? And he and you kind of get some insight into him where he talks about being afraid of his father. And you're like, okay, like, obviously, you are not afraid of like a like a father figure unless there is something going on. So I think it shows that, like, as children, we expect a lot from our parents, but we have to remember that they were children once too and that they are their own people, not just people to us. And I think this movie really made that message like very clear. And I really appreciated that. I thought it was, I thought it was a very fresh like insight onto grief. Yeah, I, I agree. And um, as a parent, I understand a lot because like not a lot, I'm still, I'm, I don't know a lot of crap, but I understood like, giving up things because now you have a different priority that your priorities change when you have a child. Like at first your priorities are about yourself. You're like, Oh, I have to, you know, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. Then you have a child and then those priorities change because now you're like, well, I have to support my family. I have to, you know, make a life for my daughter or my son, or, you know, you have to do this. So things change in your life. I mean, not for the worse. I mean, it's, it's actually for the better because you become, you, you realize the responsibilities of having to, take over like the growth of of another being and it's it's a beautiful thing and you see this in the movie that like they bond real good as as kids and the mother loves the daughter so much that she's willing to give up her aspirations to like raise this child and she tells the daughter that she didn't care about that because that was the most important part of her life was raising her exactly and i loved i loved that scene because i think too as children not not from anything that your parents do, but sometimes you feel like, oh, did, like, am I wanted? Like, are they treating me th- this way because they don't love me? Are they treating me this way because of that? And I think that was that is really important. Um, while I was watching this movie, there it was reminding me of another film, only in a brief scene though, because they are two very different movies. But have you ever seen the movie About Time? Yeah. Okay, so this is not, the, I won't talk about About Time for that much longer, but I will talk about it for a little bit. Um, it is a great movie if anyone hasn't seen it. It is a romantic comedy, but deeper than that, it is a movie about a father and son relationship. And so Domhnall Gleeson, he is the main character, and he has the ability with his father, Bill Nye, and they can travel to and from time without the butterfly effect being a thing. They can. It's like pretty loose science, but there is one moment where... Dom L. Gleason's about to have a child and once like an, a life event happens um, anytime that you go back the events will be different so that's like the only thing that matters which makes no sense but like I said the science is not there but him and his dad decide um, before the birth of his child that they are going to go back in time together and they are going to spend one last day together and this movie kind of felt like it was like like a version of that where the mom and the daughter get to spend one last time together in this like sacred place that they're both attached to, to deal with their grief and to say goodbye. So I thought that was really sweet. Um, it, I was just like, Oh, I love time travel because <laughs> this movie kind of plays with time again in a way that does not affect, that is not affected by the laws of physics because two of the, the house ex- exists on opposite sides of the woods, even though the woods are just one place. But I thought it was really cool because I think I think if we could I think we take a lot of moments for granted when we're younger and we're living in them. And I think the idea of being able to go back and live in them again and really cherish the moments that you need is important. 
Yes, 100%. I was trying to think of the movie with Ashton Kusher. The butterfly effect. Oh, yeah. Where he keeps on, <laughs> it keeps on, uh, like, he keeps on going back and, and reliving the same moments over and over until finally, as a baby, he decides to kill himself. That movie was so bad. But and at it, least it was, the science was kind of there. It was, it was terrible. But I kept on thinking of, like, like how this movie was so much better than that. Oh, because God, so much better. this reflects on, I mean, even though they're, they're stuck in a time loop, like, it doesn't affect time. Like, and things progress in that little area of time like like the magic garden yes yes where like they're there but it doesn't affect anything outside of it and it doesn't affect anything here and when she's uh, when she's with her mother as an adult her mom actually talks about building that fort and how important it was to her and then when she's out there she's building the fort with her mother and then there's a, a part where she goes and she does all these like nice decorations on the fort for her mother and when her mother comes and sees it, it's like a really like an emotional thing because her mother's like really like, oh my God, it's so beautiful, you know? And I don't think she was talking about the fort. I think she was talking about her daughter. Yeah, and like what she's done and like the bond that they've created. And I think, and I totally agree with that. And I think too, um, you can tell that that the mom, I also don't think wanted to leave the situation when they um, spend those last moments together and they're out on the boat and they're like uh, uh, sailing around and like, they're just like having all this great time together and they're celebrating each other and like this bond, like, and I think too, it kind of, they kind of touch on the fact that they are both only children and the loneliness that you feel as an only child and then being able to like have someone there with you. Yeah. I mean, I always like to think, I know that we've talked about how this movie is not based in science, but like in the ideas of time, time is a circle or an arch. It is not um, a flat line like we uh, view it as. And I think that maybe this daughter did go back and visit her mother and like the mom, you know what I mean? And that's how like she knows that like this is who she wants. I don't know. I don't know. I think about things like that. I don't know if it's based in anything, but this is a great film. Um, Celine Sakama is obviously a female French director, um, got her fame um, from Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which is a fantastic movie if no one has seen it. And one thing I just want to compare between the two films is they're both tonally incredibly different, but atmospheric wise, she can create a gut-wrenching scene and create love and passion between two people through like um, set design and through camera angles and through um, sound. She's very good at creating a mood and very good at creating a lot of this like longing. And I think that's what both that I think that's what this movie and Portrait of a Life of on Fire has a lot is like searching for what you need and searching and longing for that. No, I, I totally get it because I was an only child, and growing up, it was lonely. And I, I saw people with brothers and sisters, and that bond they had. And I didn't have that. I, I had older parents that you know I basically had to help take care of. So for me, it was a, it was a lonely childhood, and I, I made a lot of friends outside, and that was like my family. I still call my friends my family because I didn't have that like real big family unit. Right. And um, I do have a daughter now, but we don't have a relationship, and when I was watching this, it was saddened me because I want to have that relationship that this mother and daughter had, you know, and, and hopefully someday I do get that. But for right now, I don't have it. So that kind of touched base with me a little bit. And I was kind of like, oh, you know, I see how sometimes parents, even though you're a parent, you're not a parent. I mean, just because you have a child doesn't make you a parent. You got to be a parent, you know, so. Absolutely. And Ben, it's never too late to have a relationship. Oh, I know. I know. I will eventually. I mean, I, I got to wait for her to come to me. Of so, course. You know, I don't want to force anything because, you know, that's not being a good parent. 
No. <laughs> you cannot enact your will onto no. your children. No, so you gotta you gotta sit back, relax, and you know, and just know that the day will come hopefully. Yes. Yeah. Some some moments from the movie that I wanna talk about that I thought were really sweet and I think it shows how good of a writer Celine Sakama is. When when the movie opens up we see them in a nursing home and we see Nellie saying giving everyone in that nursing home like a really nice goodbye and and you're and when you first start your movie you're like, Oh, she's a polite child, she cares about these people that her grandma was spending her last moments with and then she has a conversation when her, with her mom when they get back to the house and she goes you know I'm really sad that I didn't give grandma a good goodbye and I thought that was really sweet because then we see her trying to give a good goodbye like I, it just made me recall that opening where she was trying to give a good goodbye to everyone because now she doesn't know and she understands the finality of death. And I think having her mom kind of reenact that goodbye with her was cathartic for both of them. I mean, obviously is the mom gone, but <laughs> I think in yeah. that one moment it was really sweet. And I think that kind of ca was a catalyst to make the mom either wish to go back or go back. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And, you know, it is hard to like, to like when you don't say goodbye, like I didn't get to say goodbye to my mom kills me to this day didn't get to say goodbye to my dad kills me to this day because there's things left unsaid i think that's what touched on this movie is things left unsaid they they went back in time and they got to talk about themselves as kids and and experience life together and like it was a closure of you know? course and it's not a closure forever it's just a closure on the things that they don't know about each other so i thought that was kind of good because you know you you want to have that last goodbye you really do like it's it's so important and many people don't get to experience that they have to feel that last goodbye and it's sad because you you want to close it out on a on a note that you know you both you both understand the love you have for each other and if you don't do that you just hope that the person goes on to another life knowing that you love them of course and i think too deep down everyone like even if you don't get to say it i think like they know that you love them um obviously but it is it is always and better to have that closure and I think this movie and I think what was good too was like when um Nellie was talking to Marion as they're both children and she's like how old am I when my mom dies and she's like oh you're 31 and to a child 31 seems old and Marion goes oh that's old and Nellie actually goes no it's not it's actually young and I thought that that was really really sweet because you can see where Marion is still very childlike in that moment whereas Nellie experiencing the death and going through it has kind of grown up and seen the effects of it yeah I I um uh, actually on my comedy skits I do a, a stint where we're talking about when I was a kid and someone said that they were my age, 54, I'd be like, ooh, you're going to die. I was like, now I look in the mirror and go, ooh, you're going to die. <laughs> you're gonna die. I, do, I think it's funny how we view age and aging and as we grow older, because when you're younger, everything feels like, oh, I'm, I'm going to, like 20, that's so old. And everything feels like the end of the world. And as you grow up, you kind of see that it's like, no, this is just life. And like, this is just how you have to move through it, which I think was really sweet, especially to see from the point of view of two children, whereas you usually just see it from like an adult and a child. So I, I did like that perspective. Yeah, I did too. Because like you see a lot of movies when they talk about like maybe going back in time or, or changing uh, from one body to another. And it's always about the adult and the child aspect of it. Uh, it's never it's the two children. This was actually the two children, like big. Yeah. He, he grows up, but you see his experience as an adult with his best friend who's a child. And then like movies like that, it's always the adult and the child 
camaraderie. It's never the two children. And this one, it was the the two children. I thought that was great. Exactly. Even if you look at like body switching movies, like uh, like Freaky Friday, for example, you still have like an adult and like a teen kind of point of view. But I think when you're both child, when you both have that childlike perspective, the world is bigger and different and and I think you view and feel things different so I liked I really I can't stress enough like how good this movie is and how touching it is um it I I can't I can't express it enough because I think it touches on so many things that I think are so natural yeah I agree and like the movies you mentioned like Freaky Friday and stuff they're always at odds like always always at odds the adult and and the child are always at odds with each other because they're so different and in this, it was nothing like that. It was just like the two children bonding over being kids. Over and, being kids. And experience life and understanding that their relationship is going to grow later on in life. And they're just enjoying the moment that they have then there. You know, like spitting the soup into the bowls, you know, the boat trip, uh, playing dress up and pretending to be uh, a, a, an investigator and a, and a murder uh, suspect. And it was just a lot of fun, like watching them bond like that. It was like, you know, things that you always want to do. Like I have a grandfather and I do a lot of that with my grandchildren. Like I run around the house and squirt them with squirt guns because it's those memories that they're going to remember. Like, and that's the most important thing, building memories with your, your kids and your grandkids. And, and this was something very special because it was the mother and the daughter building memories together as children going forward. Absolutely. And I think and I think, too, it's it's back to those memories like and I think, too, it's important for Nellie in the context of the film that she has some memories with her grandmother when she was younger and like and different. And I think we see and you can see Nellie like wanting to go and spend time with her. They do like the crossword together. And I thought that was really sweet because it shows that like she did care a lot for her grandmother and it it, it, it shows generational bonds. Now, did you think the grandmother knew? So, okay, so I thought, I was like, when they're sitting at the table, the ca- okay, I will say the casting for this movie is unreal because those little girls, like, I was like, oh, you can tell, like, yeah. if you looked at a photo, I was like, oh, you can, I think that they looked very similar and the grandma had to know, especially because Nellie was named after her mother. So when she's like, oh, Nellie, I haven't heard that name in so long. I haven't said that name in so long. To me, I was like, she, kn- she has to know. Yeah, I thought she knew. I, I especially thought she when knew. they did the crossword. And she said, oh, you're a very intelligent child. And she's like, she like I forget the wording she says, but you could tell it's, she, she kind of knows that she's her granddaughter. She, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think she had to have known. Um, and, and just the way that like she was like looking at her in certain scenes like at the table and during the party. And like th- they looked so similar. Yes, <laughs> they yes. looked like obviously like they could be sisters. Yes. And I think uh, a lot of us when we're younger, we do look like our parents when they were younger. So I was like, this is true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Everybody says I look like my dad now. And I'm like, you know, I, I kind of agree. You know, I see parts of my mother, but I, I see a lot of my dad in me. So I get it. I get it. And I and I think and I thought that was really sweet. And I definitely think she knew, especially when they were like, oh, you have to say goodbye. Like, we have to go. We have to go. Um, I thought I felt like she knew. But I don't think and I think it was sweet because there was a time limit on this, because I think if there wasn't a time limit on it, Nellie would have stayed in that that moment with Marion as children together. But I think having a time limit on it and having Marion go back to her adult self and Nellie go back to her um, was showing that like she was growing up and they were moving forward and they were processing this death at the same time now. Yeah. And I thought a a good part was when they talk about the operation, 
And she says, are you scared? And she's like, I'm scared. And she goes, you don't have to be. It goes okay. You know, I thought. Oh, my God. This movie is so good. Yeah. It was a great movie. And uh, and I think it's good, too, because, like, I think as as parents and as children, like, there are so many fears. At some point, to have these fears, like, eased is important. And I think it probably soothed Marion and helped her move forward and go through the procedure, which is why she was able to come back to Nellie as her mother. And I like the part when they say the names to each other. I thought that was really sweet. And it ends in an embrace. Like it's because it, it, it is a sweet movie. And like I, the dad character was important. But to me, he was kind of inconsequential to everything else that was going on. Yes, I agree 100 percent. He was there picking up the house. And that was his focus in the whole movie was just to get the house done. He really didn't have a big part in, in the bond between the daughter and the mother, except when she came over the house and I think he kind of knew too because there was a point when he like looked at her and he, he goes, is this your friend? And, yeah. And she was like, yes. And then like the, the daughter, the mother as a child says something to him and he gives her a double look and I think like he kind of knew. I think he knew. Because again, like how could you not know? Like if you see these two kids together, you're like, they look alike. And as like a husband, he's probably seen like younger photos of his wife i would assume right. unless he forgot well he does forget <laughs> he <I> mean, does <laughs> forget so can't say that but no i would highly recommend this film um i was able to watch it on hulu is that how you watched it yeah, as well I watched it on hulu too i, w- I do want to shout out neon neon um was the production house that di- that um that made this movie um i think that they are a great production house they come out with a lot of good content um and i would give their movies a chance because they are they're they've brought they range in in subject matter and in um, country of origin, and I think they they very they very um, they pick their movies very well. And I, I didn't know how I wanted to say that sentence, but they pick their movies very well, and I like to support them as a production house. So I like to watch their films. But yeah, I would highly recommend this movie. Maybe not after you just have experienced a death. I think it would hit a little too close to home, but maybe you would find some comfort in it. Yes, I agree. I mean, it's definitely a movie that if you've just had a tragedy with a family member kind of hold off on seeing this at first because it will break you up you will be an emotional basket case because it's that beautiful it's so but it's beautiful it's yes. not gut-wrenching it's yeah. it's beautiful it's so well written right it's a very beautiful movie but as if you had a tragedy it would definitely hit a nerve with you so you know don't watch it if you had a tragedy <laughs> yeah. just hold off on it and then then watch it and you're still gonna probably cry because i had a little like tear in my eye watching this too because it's that beautiful oh i was tearing up all over the place like it, like especially in that final moment when they're embracing and it's just like they look they have this, like knowing with each other it is phenomenal because i think you'll you're always yearning for that knowing and that comfort within your parents and to get it yeah 100 percent. it is so it is subtitled uh get over yourself american audience watch movies with subtitles because you're going to enter into a whole new aspect of movies and you're going to think they're absolutely amazing just give them a try and trust me you will not regret it Oh, I totally agree. Um, I was having some trouble with my subtitles um, in the beginning of it, and I was getting a little frustrated. And I was like, I was like asking my dad for help. I was like, "Can you help me fix the TV? I don't know what's going on." And he's like, "Oh, I don't know what's going on either." So I had to restart the movie, and I got it to work. But in this conversation, my frustration, he was like, "Well, you could just watch it dubbed in English." And I was like, "I would rather die than watch a dubbed movie. I think you lose." so much when you watch a dubbing obviously it was just because the subtitles were acting crazy but 
I think if you can watch things in their native language, you get so much more because, I mean, obviously I don't speak any other languages besides English, but you can tell with the way that the actors are expressing themselves and saying the words, the intricacies of the language and the inc- and and you don't get that all the time. And I think if you can just read a subtitle, you'll experience so many more movies because the world is bigger than the English speaking language and there are more stories to be told than those in an English-speaking language. Yeah, I um, I was just talking to someone and they said, you do a lot of international movies. And I said, 100%. I was like, because I want, one, I want the uh, international audience to know that we appreciate the movies they do. We appreciate what they have to offer to the world. And two, I want the American audience that listens to us to go, you know what? They're making these movies sound absolutely amazing. I want to see this. Like, ah, 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 the hoobalee, you know, right here, Petite Maman, the one we're about to do, Drive My Car. So trust me when I tell you, this is for your good, America. It is. And I think, <laughs> and I think too, like, if you can just get over the idea of subtitles, like, your world's going to open up. Like, a lot of people now, especially with, like, contents getting shoved down our throats. I mean, obviously not right now because of the writer's strike, but... I think if you can get past like like a lot of people I hear like I'll, I'll be speaking and they're like oh I don't watch movies from the 60s or the 70s because I can't stand the quality of it and I'm like okay but the story is still there like I'm sorry it's not an ultra HD f- filled with CGI but like you have to be able to recognize that these movies were fantastic without that and I think the same comes from international films you have to understand that these movies are fantastic and the production is there and the stories are there and the acting is there and like these movies are great it's not obviously it's not a superhero movie or like a slasher but and obviously there are those but you have to like you have to experience it i think i don't know i i don't understand people who just watch like box office hits and like things that get like released and are on the top 10 in netflix and it's like there's so much there's such a bigger world of film out there 100 percent, 100 percent I don't know. So everyone, please, please, please watch Petite Maman. And if you like, if you like the style of the film, also watch Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Maybe one day we can cover that. I also love that film as well. Celine Sakama is an incredible director. Um, I hope she continues to make films. Um, I will watch anything that she produ- that she comes out with. Ben. Hey, I just want to close out with saying, you know, anybody that's listening, you know, if you're in India or France or Poland or, you know the uk any place you're listening to we know you're there because we see it on our reviews and it tells us who can who listen to our stuff so we know you're there and we want to appreciate you by saying that we know you're there so don't think that we don't appreciate you guys tuning into us because we love you and we're going to keep on doing the best we can to give you good quality stuff absolutely and we do this for you guys i mean ben and i can just talk at each other for as long as we'd like but it's better when we get the feedback from you we love the suggestions we love the comments and the interactions we're always here and open we always want to know what you guys are thinking and yeah we we do it for us but we also do it for you i mean i think we're creating a good community within the was happening family and it's just really exciting to see it grow so thank you thank you thank you all right that's all for me Uh, i greatly appreciate it watch petite maman you're gonna love it i'm done and done and catch us next time on was happening